Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Masters Podcast. If you want to get the audio version of the show, well, you know the drill. Go to wherever it is you listen to podcasts, look for Sex Mancers, hit subscribe, and you'll always get new episodes. Okay, so on this episode, I want to make a point to you ladies. I don't care how beautiful you think you are, how attractive, how drop-dead gorgeous, how much you think you're the trophy spouse or God's gift to men. If you're lazy in bed, you're not going to have a great relationship, and you're not going to have a fulfilling sex life. I've been a fly on the wall for a lot of conversations uh, between my wife and her friends or, you know, when I was younger and single between some girls I was very close friends with and them talking about their sex life and, you know, how, oh man, all guys are selfish. All guys, you know, just go in, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, but you gotta massage me first. Great, I love giving massages. Massaging away here. Mm, that feels good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did it? Well, you did. I didn't want the whole thing to go that fast. I don't think anybody did. And when they're finished, they grab the vibrator so that they can get off. Right? And they start thinking about it as sex like a chore, just for his benefit, and you're always reaching for Bob, the battery-operated boyfriend. Now, during these conversations, I would go through, and because I know from personal experience, you know, before I met my wife, I started asking them, well, what do you do? Right, because when I was young and fit, you know, I mean, it's obvious I've been sitting behind a cubicle in a desk for far too long. Right, and with a wife that loves to cook, all cook, I'm kind of out of shape from where I used to be. I, you know, at some point I'll show you a picture of me from before I met my wife, right, and to what years sitting uh, in front of a computer, either at a cubicle or in an office, has done to me. Right? Not enough time to get enough exercise. But in any event, hey, guess what? You know, you women, you don't keep your figure after a few kids either. So, you know, just putting that out there. But I've gone through, based off of personal experience, asked the women questions about what they do in uh, their sex life. Because I remember when I was single, I would go out and I'd this really gorgeous, right? And I'd be like, oh, yeah. And we'd go out on a date, and that date would end up with sex. And I would end up being disappointed. Now, at first, I would start off being motivated and generous. But as hot as she was, apparently, she never learned how to have sex. All she learned was, Take off your clothes and lie down. You know, spread your legs and then let, and then have me do all the work. And then, of course, you know, some women are also the silent type, while others are the moaners. I mean, if you're at least just going to lie there and not do anything, could you at least moan a little bit? Now, luckily, that's not all women. But, you know, the, my experience is 
that the women who don't really get interactive in bed also just lay there kind of silently. You know, and like I said, it's kind of that warm body corpse feeling. You can't read their face. You can't tell if they're enjoying it or not. And there are times when, you know, completely silent, not no expression on the face, and then out of nowhere is the orgasm. Right? And it's just like, well, you didn't give me any warning. You didn't even let me know you, that you were even close to the orgasm. And then, boom, the orgasm. But I can tell you that the lack of feedback and the lack of interaction during sex is pretty demotivating. And so if your guy is used to the idea that sex is you are getting undressed, you're laying down, and you have no expression, no reaction, you're not giving any type of feedback, and if he puts in a lot of performance, boom, you'll just have an orgasm out of nowhere. But it doesn't matter what his performance is. He has no way to tell whether or not you're enjoying this or whether it's just for his benefit or what. He's going to lack motivation. You know, there are a lot of us guys out there, our motivation, our performance is based off of feedback. You know, what we need to switch up, whether we're going at things the right angle, whether or not it seems like you're enjoying it. And now if you, if we get the feeling like you're not really enjoying it, well, I mean, we're not going to leave ourselves hanging. So we feel like we're going to be nice to you and just hurry it up, you know, you know, because we're not going to leave ourselves tea. So we're just going to hurry it up, get it off so that you're not bored in bed. Now, some of you may be like, but, but, but I was enjoying that. You know, if you would have gone for like another three minutes, I would have gotten off. Well, guess what? Your lack of feedback makes that your fault. and so. There's a lot of girls that I had gone out with that were like that, right? And I would sleep with them, and I, there would be like little to no expression, even if they ended up having an orgasm, right? I wouldn't call them back. There would be no second date or no more dates after that time we had sex, even if they did end up having an orgasm. Because of that lack of feedback, I know I would not be satisfied sexually. And so if you're going off and you're thinking, oh, man, my guy, you know, he's, you know, just a two-pump chump, you know, never gets me off. Well, maybe it's because he feels like he's being nice to you because you never provide any indication whatsoever that you enjoy sex. The indication is you view sex as a chore, so he's not going to, you know, drag it on for very And it's interesting because some of you ladies out there, and I know I say this quite a bit, you have your sex life backwards. You're, you know, real easy like the town bike when you're single, and you're hard to get when you're married. It should be the complete opposite. But it's also true that for a lot of you women out there, there are, you know, are a lot of things that you do for a guy when you're single on a one-night stand or for the guy that you ended up breaking up with before you got to your husband that you just won't do with your husband, and that is wrong. Everything that you have done with a previous sexual partner is on the table for your current partner or your husband, right? Just putting that out there, right? And so you got to understand, you need to be very interactive in the bedroom, and you shouldn't be waiting for him to ask. You should be initiating as well. You know, give him a little bit of a dance, you know, get him all excited, you know, 
Y'all bounce your boobies, shake your butt. No, dance for me. No, no, no. You know, all of that, just like you would if you were single in a nightclub, trying to attract a guy because you're horny and you want, you know, cock for that night. You know, you should be doing that, you know, for your husband, getting him riled up. Just like, you know, when I had done in the previous episode talking about how you should just drop down to your knees quite often. Well, you should make sex a very regular active thing in your relationship. In fact, if you want to improve your relationship, get him to watch less TV, watch less sports, and pay more attention to you, to be more engaged in conversations with you, to be more active in the idea of going out on date night, or just doing more around the house, then what you should be doing is thinking about using sex as a way to help him change his relation or change his behavior and patterns, right? You sh- that's what you should be doing. In fact, as part of that, you should be going after him for sex as much as he can handle. Now, I get it. You know, if you're still pretty young, that's a lot of sex. I mean, as much as he can handle, as much as he can get up and uh, get off, that could be quite often you're talking about, you know, nearly four or five times a week if you're in your early 20s and you're married or in this long-term relationship. But, you know, as he gets older... That's going to be less and less uh, frequency because, well, the recovery time just takes a little bit longer. Age. You know, that's the one thing that sucks about getting older. But you should be going off and trying to make sure that he's, you know, getting off as much as he possibly can. And, you know, it's not just me going off and saying, you know, that because I'm a guy and I enjoy having lots of sex with my wife. But it's because I know what that does in the relationship, what it does for the guy himself. You know, because guys, they bond through activities, while women, you know, your main bonding method is through sharing and communicating emotion. Well, sex is a great way to share and communicate emotions. But it's also the issue of sex. It's great exercise. It helps relieve a lot of stress. So if he's in a situation where he's getting up, he's going to work, he's stressed out, he comes home, he has a lot of things on his mind, well, guess what? The moment you start initiating sex, well, he starts forgetting about work, and as you get him off, he feels more relaxed. He feels happier. I mean, there is a nice study that is out there, you know, that people that engage in higher frequency of sex, you know, couples, they have better relationships. There's more communication. The guy is more involved in the relationship. They're not in the rut. You know, they feel very fulfilled in their relationship. And it's because of all the changes. You know, if your sex life is almost non-existent, he's going around sexually frustrated. All, You know, and he's looking for ways to distract his mind from how horny he is because you've given him the indication that asking you for sex is a big no-no and he's tired of begging you. Right? So he's going off and he's looking for anything and everything that distracts his mind. Well, part of that is avoiding you because just being around you is a turn on. 
Just being around you makes him horny, and he's already sexually frustrated because you're sexually anorexic. Or you're, you know, no more than a warm body corpse in bed, and therefore he never really gets that fulfilled. He feels like, you know, he's disappointing you in bed, and that makes him feel bad. So he's just taking the opportunity, yeah, to get off, but he just feels like he's, you know, being respectful to you, to making sure that, you know, you don't have to endure it very long. Have you ever thought about that? Okay, because it's feedback that's, or lack thereof, that's demotivating him. So as you go through here and you start increasing the level of sex and you get more animated, I mean, don't go over the top and fake it, you know, as if you're in a porno. That is not what I'm talking about here. But you should be more animated. That means you're dancing around, you're dropping to your knees and engaging in a little oral sex for foreplay. You know, you're undressing him. Maybe you undress yourself as well. Right? And you make it very exciting, very passionate. Let him know how much you are into it, how much you sexually desire him. And as you're the one initiating sex and being very active, you'll notice the difference in him. You'll notice he's more motivated during sex. You'll notice he's more generous during sex. And you'll notice he'll work harder at lasting as long as you need in order to get off. And then as time goes on, you can synchronize each other so that it's your orgasm that triggers his ejaculation. So you're getting off at the same time. Hey, that is great. And guess what? If you can't handle at first how much sex you need in order for him to you know, change his behavior in the relationship, guess what? There's lube. Lube is a great way to you know, keep you from getting very, very sore due to vaginal dryness, right? And during sex, you know, uh, once you're there, you should be, you know, doing more than just lying there with your legs open. You should spend some time on top. Cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. You should be willing to get in doggy position, side by side, maybe, you know, with him holding you up against the wall with your legs wrapped around him. You know, you should be very animated during sex and moving around different positions and you should be very passionate during sex give him that feedback and motivation you know he wants to feel like is you know don juan in the bedroom that you are so satisfied with him that you can't get enough of him in the bedroom and that's going to motivate him to you know be more than a minute man you understand that. Okay, now, why would you want to be able to do that? What is your motivation, especially if you don't have much of a sex drive yourself? Well, it's because of the improvement in the relationship. Do you really think that somebody who is sexually frustrated or grumpy is going to be much in the mood for a conversation, to talk about their day, or to even listen to you about your day? Do you think someone who is grumpy and feels unappreciated especially sexually, because, you know, right or wrong, guys get a lot of their, you know, self-esteem in a relationship based off of how much you sexually desire them, how much you want to have sex with them, and how satisfied you, uh, you know, appear to be in bed, right? And so if he feels like he can't satisfy you and sex is far and few in between, 
He's grumpy. He's not going to engage in a real uh, conversation. He's not going to want to listen to you about your day. He's not going to be very motivated to do something that you really like to do on some sort of date night that he has no interest in because he feels like, well, why? What's in it for me? You know, he's not going to be motivated after a long day's work. And yes, I get it. You work as well, but he's not going to be motivated to come home and, you know, do the dishes, pick up after the kids or, you know, take the kids off your hands if you're married with children. No, he's not going to be interested in that at all. His one and only goal is to just keep his mind occupied so he doesn't feel tortured from being sexually frustrated so that he isn't reminded that, you know, or at least he doesn't get the, you know, stuck in a thought pattern of, you know, you just have no sexual interest in him anymore. Right? So what's going to happen? Well, you know, because sex is a physical activity, you know, it has the same benefits as you going out and going for a walk on a regular basis or a jog, right? It helps relieve stress. It relieves, you know, depression and releases serotonin that puts you in a much better mood. And by the way, no one's going to argue with me on the fact that after you get off, whether, you know, you're a guy ejaculating or a woman having an orgasm, how you feel so much better afterwards. You feel less stress. You feel nice and calm. You feel happy. There's a little euphoria uh, going on there, right? And you're in a much happier mood. So who do you think is going to engage in a conversation with you and listen to you about your day? A guy who is, you know, frustrated in a bad mood or a guy who is relaxed and happy? There is a simple question. This should be a no-brainer. And as you start going through and changing your behaviors, just like you know, dropping to your knees and giving him a blowjob, you increasing and stepping up your sexual activity, getting him off as much as he can handle. Well, he's going to take a look at your at the change in your behavior, and he's not only going to want to be more motivated in bed to keep you motivated and keep you going on by performing better for you in bed. Because now he's like, oh, wow, he no longer thinks of this as a chore. Okay, so I'm going to do better. So it motivates her to keep wanting to have sex. Well, he's going to look at other ways to keep you motivated. You know, date nights, listening to your day, you know, listen to you jabber on, you know, find ways to engage in long conversations with you about something that's going on at work with him or something that he wants to do or try. You know, he's going to engage more in those conversations. He's If you're married with children, he's going to take the kids off your hands because he knows you need to relax so you'll be in the mood, right? You understand, guys, you know, are very simple. We take a look at changes in your behavior, and if those changes are good, we try to take a look at how can we keep those changes going? How can we motivate that change to last? And if your change is bad, we kind of start thinking, okay, either we'll at first attempt to change that mood and behavior to something that we like through trying to make you happy. But if that doesn't work, we'll just give up and try try to avoid you until you get over whatever it is that you're unhappy about. So, you know, they'll take the kids off so that you can relax so that you'll be in the mood more. You know, he'll take a look around the house and he'll start seeing, oh, wow, you know what? These dishes are piling up. Let me take care of that. 
She does an act of love for me. I'm going to do an act of love for her. Now, I know you're going off and saying, well, you should just do that automatically. Well, there's a lot of things that people should just do automatically. Heck, one can even argue that you going off and, you know, initiating sex and wanting to have lots of sex with your husband should be something that you do automatically. But hey, here we are. You're going off and trying to figure out some advice on how to improve your relationship, right? You know, he's going to go off and guess what? He's going to be less resistant to doing chores around the house or taking the kids off your hands and or doing all of that because happier people are just more willing to do more stuff than they are when they're unhappy, right? Makes sense? Hopefully, this is not some mind-blowing revelation to you. Now, for some of you, it is mind-blowing. And so it's amazing how I point this out You know, when I've been a fly on the wall in these conversations. And then, you know, uh, the women will go through and they'll test this out. You know, they'll spend, you know, a couple of weeks going after their husband more. You know, and by the way, just doing it one week is not going to produce a whole lot of change right away. Right? It's going to take some time. Now, you do it for a complete cycle. You know, if you're on a regular 28-day cycle, you know, with seven days where you're pretty much out of commission, okay, well, then you go for that first three weeks. You know, keep your PMS in check. You know, you go for that first three weeks where you're going after him. Let's say you're starting off, um, you know, from next to nothing. You know, go off and try and figure out, you know, the seven-day sex challenge. And then, you know, after that, try and, you know, keep it around, you know, at least three days per week. And then you can draw it back to two days if he can't handle three. Now, you do that for a cycle, you know, or for two cycles. Look, you're not going to see changes overnight. So you'll do this for, you know, one or two months where you're going after him quite a bit. And then you start seeing changes, right? It takes some time for people to change their behavior patterns to realize the new normal and to realize, hey, this could go away. It just isn't a a one-week fluke because you were in your ovulation time and for some reason you were hornier than normal and so he just got to reap the benefit of that. No, 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 one week isn't enough. You know, I would say go at least 60 days of you going after him. And guess what? When you're having that time of the month, that is a perfect time to go off and, you know, during that week, if you're, you know, been stepping up to three times a week of having sex, well, then give him three blowjobs that week. You know, don't make him suffer that week just because you can't do anything. Or here's an idea. Maybe you can see whether or not there's any interest in doing it on the rag. Hey, some guys think, you know, that, you know, that that's perfectly okay. You know, now some guys, not so much. So maybe you want to talk about that at first. Okay. So as you increase your sexual activity, you'll start seeing changes in his behavior, changes that you like because he wants to keep you happy so that you making him happy. Right? Don't just be going off complaining, oh, he never pays attention to me, never helps out, and he never, you know, does anything in bed itself. Take the actions. Be the one to take the first steps, to initiate the changes in your relationship. Right? So I've gone through, I've given this advice to other women before, 
And then they'll come back to me, you know, after 30 days and after 60 days and talk about, man, you were right. I, he's starting to actually help out around the house. He's no longer, you know, a grumpy person. He's happy. He's talking. He shuts off the TV just to see how my day went. You know, I caught him just doing dishes and I didn't even have to hound him about it. You know, whatever it is. Now, some guys, you know, it may take three months. Some guys, it will happen, you know, starting to see the changes within the first two weeks. Okay? Guys are different. It just depends on how long you've been stuck in a little bit of a rut and been sexually anorexic. And so if you want to be able to see those changes, make changes yourself. You know, and then, you know, leave a comment. You know, come back to this video after you do this. Come back to this video and leave a comment down below. You know, or send me an email. You know, if you're subscribed to the podcast or maybe you go to the website. I know, I know, I need to write more posts. I get it. But the website, sexmancers.com has a way for you to be able to send me an email. And, you know, yes, I get it. It takes me some time to get around to it and answer questions. And I know I don't answer, you know, uh, all of the questions on the podcast. In fact, you know, I need to do better at answering the questions on the podcast. But, but generally, I will, you know, respond, you know, in written form by email, you know, to kind of give you the answer or point to an episode that I did that gives you the answer, all right? So do all of this and then leave me, you know, comments, go to sexmancers.com, leave me feedback, uh, go ahead, you know, submit a question there and then, you know, go through and, you know, and guess what? You know what? If you do that, then I will, I will keep you anonymous. Maybe I'll use your first name and your location, but for the most part, I will keep you as anonymous as you want to be. And I will read uh, the feedback from you on the show. You know, whether that's the video show or the audio podcast and relay your personal story of how your sex life and relationship was beforehand and what it was after you took this advice, started engaging in oral sex and started increasing the frequency of sex and getting more animated in the bedroom, doing more positions, taking the lead, letting him lie back while you get on top and you going after uh, his cock all the time to get him off as much as he can get off, as much as he can get up, right? And then how your relationship changed afterwards, the changes that you saw in him. And I'll go through and provide that on the show. All right, deal? Okay, deal. All right, so... Yes, because of the holidays, I'm keeping the episodes shorter. You know, on the audio podcast over the past, oh, wow, I've been doing it uh, for quite a while now. You know, but any event, I usually do those for about an hour-long episode. But, you know, with the holidays, I'm keeping it shorter just because of everything that is going on. And, you know, doing this in a bit of a video form. Well, you know, I don't want to have to do too many edits and everything. but. You know, after the holidays are over, I'll probably go back to the regular length show of, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, or maybe, maybe I'll do the shorter shows and just produce more episodes for you uh, in a shorter um, format. So if you're listening to the audio, you can listen to an episode on your commute to work if you commute 30, 40 miles. 
All right. So if you're listening to the audio version, leave me a rating review, share this, you know the drill. If you're watching this on a video channel like YouTube, BitChute, or, you know, wherever else, don't forget to hit subscribe and, you know, whatever notification bells that there are. Share this video on social media. Leave the comments down below. I'll try and respond, you know, to those comments and all of that. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much to the podcast listeners for listening. And I will be back again soon.